Let's go. It's Friday. It's a weekend coming up. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever it is you decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day, my family and I greatly appreciate it. You found the only podcast in the world completely devoted to the coverage of the four major franchises of one major market. That's Phoenix, Arizona. We do things a little bit differently. We do it from Big Sky Country, Billings, Montana. We cover ASU football and ASU basketball as well. All presented by Muya Billings, the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, yeah, let's let's go. Um, anyway, uh, sorry, I was distracted by something on on uh, popping up on my computer screen. And yes, I did have more that I was going um, going to say um, about about Friday and how we should be jacked up, but it just wouldn't uh, wouldn't come. So I was just like, ah, it's the weekend. <laughs> um, but anyway, um. I uh um I'm pretty pretty jacked up about um a couple of different things. Um one uh I'm slightly jacked up about my my new schedule for for work 8 to 5. I think that's that's be cool. I have, you know, have to adjust immediately. So today I go in um, at 11, and I go to 8, and then tomorrow um, I will uh, be 8 to 5. But I'm like I said, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, last night was fantastic um, on, uh, on the road via... Uber and Lyft made uh, significant money on on both, um, over a hundred dollars. Um, as a matter of fact, um, on both platforms, which um, switching back and forth, um, like when I get something on one, I go offline on the other, and you know, doing that and um. It was it was pretty fulfilling, and so did did that yesterday since I was off, and so needed to make some extra money to take care of some things, and it, it was good. So both those things I'm I'm pretty jacked up about. I can't really get into a whole lot of detail why I'm jacked up about um, my eight to five schedule. I guess mainly because of you know getting off earlier than 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 eight p.m. Um, even though I'm going in earlier, it's, you know, a, a light adjustment for me. I usually, you know, wake up earlier than what I need to anyway. Um, the thing I will need to adjust is going to bed earlier. Um, that That's that's one thing. But, um, and, it, and, and it shouldn't, I say shouldn't, it uh, affect the, the podcast in any way. Um, but, um, like I said, I can't go in full details of why I'm, pretty excited about it and um it's one it's not guaranteed and two um 
I just I don't want to say something that that you know may or may not even uh, come to fruition um, with the change. So uh, there's that, and then um, I think I think that's about it. It was just really good uh, day yesterday, and um, I'm hoping and expecting the same uh, same today. Um, I think that's all the, uh, all of the preliminary stuff. Um, I guess we'll get into, uh, some sports here, um, in, in just a second. We have, uh, sound credits real quick. Um, um. MLB.com and DBACs.com. I give credit to both because um, you go to DBACs.com and then it kind of takes you to MLB.com when you're getting the the um, the uh, uh, game recap. And then I have uh, something um, from the um, the herd with Colin Coward. Um, some people don't like Colin Coward. I don't like him sometimes. I just like a a big hater on him, um, and uh, so we'll 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 get into that. I'm not going to go into uh, de- super detailed uh, as it pertains on what we'll get into as of right now, but just kind of teasing it right now. Just you know, you'll 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 want to hear it. So stay tuned to that, and that that's via YouTube. So um, the Colin Cowherd YouTube page gets the credit for that um and uh, I, b- I believe that's it um i uh hope you have a a solid uh solid day today and just remember that you have moved the american economy forward as a working cog in the uh american dream i guess you know um and uh you you made it to another weekend and uh, i'm i'm excited and i'm sure you are too so thank you for for doing that and um i i believe that's it we'll get into um diamondbacks um up next game three happened and unfortunately it was not a sweep we'll get into that here in just a bit on Big Sky Sports Talk. Muya Burgers, Fries, Shakes, and Billings is the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. There are several Muya locations throughout the United States and a couple of locations internationally. Let's start out with the food. The burgers are fantastic. They have burgers for every lifestyle, vegan, keto, low-calorie, as well as gluten-free. My personal favorite is the Cheddar Bacon Barbecue Burger. Their fries are always fresh, and don't forget about the Muya sauce. You can get a shake to go along with it. Though the food is good, I always leave satisfied, but their customer service is at the top. Rico, he's the general manager of Muya Billings. He and his staff are top-notch. They are located at 2695 King Avenue West in Billings, Montana. So go see my guy Rico. He'll hook you up and tell him I sent you. Muya Billings, 
the unofficial presenting sponsor of Big Sky Sports Talk. Unfortunately, the Diamondbacks could not complete the sweep. I felt pretty good about it. I really did. Um, but uh, it, it, it could not be done. Uh, Zach Gallen was fantastic. Um, a little bit let well, yeah, he was, I mean, he was fantastic, but it just kind of stings that Castro gave up the same amount of earned runs as he did. And then Kyle Nelson gave up one as well. Uh, I'm fine with Kyle Nelson giving up one. Castro, man, if they would only give up one um, just like Nelson or if Zach Allen hadn't given up any, then then you, you know, however you want to spin it, it would have been a lot better. But anyways, Zach Allen, he goes seven strong innings, um, only giving up five hits, three on runs, striking out five. Uh, now has an ERA of 3.18. Castro, in two-thirds of an inning, gives up the same amount of earned runs, two hits, one walk, no strikeouts, a 3.83. Kyle Nelson, a third of an inning, um, and uh, um, one hit, uh, one earned run as well, 2.97 ERA. Uh, Perdomo, 0 for 4. Cattell Marte, one for four. Corbin Carroll, one for three. Christian Walker, 0 for three. Uh, Dominic uh, Canzone as a DH, one for four. Rivers, two for three. Jake McCarthy, one for four. Carson Kelly, 0 for three. Um, Gurliel as a pinch hitter, 0 for one. And Alec Thomas, 0 for four on the day. Um, Yates with the win. Castro with the loss. And Iglesias with the save for the Braves. 7-5 is how it goes down. And speaking of things going down, this is how the game went down. And there is Strider going for his 12th win of the season. Yeah, I mentioned the last start against the White Sox. He still had the 10 strikeouts. He did allow the five earned runs and six innings of work there. Didn't walk anybody. I want to see a more consistent Spencer today. The first two innings in that outing was absolutely dominant, had five strikeouts, then kind of lost it a little bit. So I want to see a little bit more consistency for Spencer today. Payoff pitch, grounded to first. Matt Olson, one away. One down for Cattell Marte. There it is. First strikeout of the day for Strider, number 177 on the season. Just dots that inside corner down. Spencer Strider doing Spencer Strider things. He strikes out Marte looking. He strikes out Carroll swinging. One, two, three, top of the first. Diamondback starter today, the right-hander Zach Gallen. A loss at Toronto this weekend in his first outing since his All-Star game start. And now going head-to-head -head against Spencer Strider, both pitchers among those who were tied for the Major League lead in win. And Rondo Acuna Jr. gets first look. Ronald Acuna high in the air, right center field, but it's playable for McCarthy. Up here's another one, the second baseman, Ozzy Albies. Hits this in the air to left center field. So a couple of high, lazy flies. One to McCarthy, now one to Thomas. 
Nice high hop for Rivera's at third. Zach Gallen, no big deal. A quick one, two, three first inning. Head to head with Spencer Strider. Marte, Carroll, and Walker, two, three, four here. First pitch of the fourth. Hit it squarely, and it goes off Ronald's glove. And Marte is going to get three out of this. And just like that, Arizona with a runner 90 feet away from home plate with nobody out. Cunha had a shot at it, but it went right off the glove. And Marte's at third to lead off the fourth. Swinging through the 2-2 fastball. Seven Ks for Strider. Two times getting Carroll so far. Got him. Eight strikeouts. And two big strikeouts here with Marte standing down at third base. Trying to strike out the side again and leave the runner stranded. Got him. Wow. Folks, he is just flat out electric. The 2-2. Swing and a miss. Went upstairs up high and tight and he went after it. Jake McCarthy struck out looking his first time. Got him. Diamondbacks are dropping like flies right now. Just absolutely filthy. 0 2 here. Wow. Not sure what else to say. He struck out the side again. For out number two. Ozuna, center field. Thomas! Alec has got it! Alec Thomas hauls it in, and Zach Gallen is perfect through five. Two down for Marte, who has struck out and tripled. He went. 13 strikeouts for Spencer Strider through six. Eddie Rosario, who struck out to lead off the third, is up first in the Braves' sixth. Zach Gallen, five strikeouts. 16 up and 16 down for Zach. Gotta get something going here. Orlando Arcia steps in. Down the left field line. Arcia later. And the perfect game is no more. And the Braves lead. What a way to end the perfect game. Orlando had a home run in game one of this series. Lined out in his first at bat. Puts the Braves on the board in the second. Yeah, that thing was hammered. There's no question about that. But now they've got something cooking. First and second, no outs. The DH is the rookie, Dominic Canzone. Dominic Canzone, fly ball right field. Acuna will turn and watch this one go. Dominic Canzone and the answer backs answer right back again. The rookie with his first major league home run. And again, what a moment for it. Dominic Canzone makes it 3-1 Diamondbacks. Home run number one. Wow! And there's still nobody out in his seventh. Rivera homered here Tuesday. Rivera sends one the other way. That one's gone. They go back to back. Emmanuel Rivera. And it's 4-1 Diamondbacks. Looking for the sweep in Atlanta. Back-to-back -back home runs will end the day for Spencer Strider. In Atlanta, it's 4-1 D-backs. And at this point, the Braves have scratched across one tally versus the Diamondback A's. Right field pretty well struck. Back goes McCarthy off the wall. And it comes all the way back toward the infield where the second baseman Marte gets it. And Riley has a triple. Look at those wheels for the Mississippi kid. So a leadoff triple. Here's Matt Olson. Swinging 3-0, lifting it to left center field. The ball is still carrying, and it's gone! 
to three. 31 on the year for Matt Olson. Thought he might have hit it a little bit too high, but he hit it hard enough. Big boy, big boy power brings the Braves within one. Corbin walked against Strider to lead off the seventh, stole second, and came home on the Dominic Canzone three-run homer. Corbin Carroll, fly ball, right field, and watch it go! Corbin Carroll and the Diamondbacks lead it 5-3 to three as they look for that three-game sweep in Atlanta. That's their third home run today, their third in two innings, and the 19th of the year for Corbin Carroll. And Miguel Castro comes out to start the bottom of the eighth inning. Two on, two out, Riley the batter here in a two-run game at the bottom of the eighth inning. Line! A series indeed, and he did not miss, as you said, indeed. 432 feet, smoked it out of here. And that will lift Castro from the game. And now Kyle Nelson comes in here to face Matt Olson. Two-run homer for Matt Olson last inning. High and deep to right. Get out of here. Back to back. Matt Olson to the chop house, seven to five. I think that ball scraped the clouds. Got up underneath it, hit it down that right field line. It doesn't matter how far it goes, Brandon, as long as it goes out. Homers in back-to-back -back innings for Matt Olson. They provide a save opportunity for Rysel Iglesias. Yeah, Rysel looking for save number 17. We saw him on Tuesday, a rough outing through a third of an inning, allowed three runs to earn in that one. And the pesky Arizona Diamondbacks will not go quietly here in game three of the series. And here comes Gurriel. Out to center field. Harris waits. Harris takes. Arizona down to their final out. Gonna finish this thing off, Brandon. That'll do it. Olsen taps the bag, Braves win. A couple of homers, the big blow from Austin Riley in the eighth inning, and the Braves are able to salvage the series before heading to Milwaukee. I, in watching these, um, normally don't have much of a re reaction, but if you could have saw a camera on my face, I was just like, you know, I was thoroughly impressed with how well Gallon was pitching, how well Strider was pitching. It was just uh, one of the a classic uh, pitching duels until. And that until is both of them, you know, kind of kind of fell apart a little bit. Um, and, uh, you know, let, let some runs go. And in doing that, I'm like... I watching these this this one specifically that recap it's like i'm hoping that something different happens than what i already know um and and normally i'm not like you know all right diamondbacks are gonna lose this game let you know i'll watch these these uh highlights um while the people on the podcast listen to them and if only they can watch them with me and da 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 and, you know, if this was a TV show, most certainly, you know, you'd be watching the same thing I am. But um, I was just like, man, hoping. And I was just in awe. I really was. I was in awe of what Strider was doing because he reminds me a lot of, well, his counterpart, Zach Gallen. Zach Gallen, I mean, especially last year, there was just no stopping Gallen last year 
absolutely a force. There's a reason why he's he's the ace. And and then and then I thought about uh Canzone and how just about every inning in that sixteen to thirteen victory, he ended the inning with an opportunity to knock some guys in. Still looking at the time, still looking for his major league hit. He he finally gets it and and then um yesterday gets the the first home run. So and, and before that he just absolutely looked lost at the plate. Um, and so you kind of hoping that he comes around a little bit. Don't know how long he's going to stay. I don't know if he, you know, it's going to be for a while or, or if they're going to send him back down and, you know, I don't know how long the leash is. Um, but it's just, you know, one of those things is like, all right, you know, can't, I'm hoping for a different outcome because I liked what I was seeing from both pitchers, and then I liked what I was saying from from the comeback, and then until um, Castro, you know, he let uh, just as many runs as um, Zach Allen go, and 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 the the rest is uh, as they say in the business history: Diamondbacks uh, five runs on six hits, no errors; Atlanta seven runs on eight hits, also no errors, and and. Uh, you're not going to win them all, but this was one that, you know, like I said, I was just, when watching it, I was hoping for a different outcome, and that outcome never happened, and it, it you know, it was great. So now, um, uh, the Diamondbacks and the Giants are a dead even two games behind. Not two and a half anymore, two games behind because, uh, well, um, all uh all, all three teams lost <laughs> um uh well Dodgers I don't I don't even know I don't think they um they played they no they did not they did not play um they will uh tomorrow did one well, hold on did they play today or yesterday rather um uh no they did not um they played uh day before so that's why it goes from two and a half to half because um even though they didn't uh Diamondbacks and um and the Giants did so um kind of in a way uh, interesting way because they didn't play uh kind of close close the the half game gap um and i guess i'm fine with it still being two obviously i wish that it was you know one uh, or one and a half or whatever but two games is not bad it, it it really should be and could have been um a lot a lot worse that's that's for sure uh diamondbacks um will have uh the reds um tomorrow or actually today excuse me they'll have the reds uh today tommy henry uh will go for the diamondbacks he's uh the lefty and then uh ben lively 
the righty for Cincinnati. Um, and uh, this this one's going to be a, a tough tough one again. Um, hoping for some some good stuff. Um, from uh, Tommy Henry, he, and he he's been he's been a lot better lately. I think um, you know he started coming around a little bit before Ryan, and then um, and then Nelson has has followed suit. Um, but uh, yeah, so I want to address something else that uh, you know I got kind of ripped a, a little bit on um, on Facebook. I commented on a, a post. Uh, from Arizona Sports, and that that it says um, talks about Mike Hazen wants to see a couple more wins. I don't know how many a uh, couple is, but he said he wants to see a couple more wins, so that way it's you know a lot more clear what um, what he'll do, what the Diamondbacks will do at the trade deadline. And I was the first to comment on that post, the first ever. As Big Sky Sports Talk, not as myself, I've been trying to, you know, just be honest, trying to gain, gain some some listeners by, you know, keeping sports, you know, with the, the sports page and personal, you know, with the personal page and, and whatnot and organizing that way. I don't know if it's helped if you are listening now and you've, you know, seen the Big Sky Sports Talk Facebook page, comment on a couple of things and you want to say, hey, let's see what this sports page is is all about well welcome and we're glad you're here if you're someone that ripped me that's fine i don't i don't care i still stand strong in my opinion and my opinion was is why does he want to see more wins right now or at the at the time i don't know what they are right now i'll, I'll cheat and double check uh but they are the sixth best team in the whole league you're definitely buyers, and uh, now they're they're the seventh. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, now they're the seventh because of this loss. Milwaukee's ahead of them. They're, Milwaukee is the sixth. But at the time of the post, you're the sixth best um, team in the whole league. Definitely buyers. And I just said, you know, I was just kind of coming from – the aspect of they need to make a move and they need to make a move now. Um, and a couple of people ripped me. They're like, no, no, they can't mortgage the future that, you know, let, um, uh, have you seen the, the, the prospects, uh, you know, the, you know, um, they, they, they can, they can do it next year. And, you know, I also come, I think I also commented in that first comment saying that no one expected them to be this good you know, make the, make the move. And everyone's like, no, don't make the move. You know, can't risk the prospects. They don't have as many, you know, anymore. I'm like, well, Mike Hazen's the reason for the prospects they have. And, and I don't want them to mortgage the future either. I would have been a little bit closer to that. Um, and, and my, my thing is Otani, and I didn't mention in the post specifically, um, but there are plenty of guys, in my opinion, that you, they can go after that wouldn't necessarily mortgage future. Otani kind of would. I think uh, I, the, depending on what um, the Angels, which they're full of crap when they say they don't, they're not going to trade them. I, you know, they might not trade them, but um, you know, to even field calls would be 
stupid on their part. But anyway, you know, going knowing full well it would be a rental, probably be a rental just about anywhere that he goes, except for maybe a couple of places. Um, but if you know, Dimebacks would have done that earlier, you you know, we don't know if it it would pay off as a you know as a championship. You know, it's just a gamble you 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 take, and that that I I personally am willing to, um, depending on what they're asking for. I don't think you know. Um, I think you can get by a couple of different ways. If they want depth, then they're gonna you know want um a couple of uh you know two or three guys, uh, and only I, I think you can get by with only one prospect I, I think you can get by like someone like uh, uh jake mccarthy um a a uh another you know current roster player maybe um and then jordan lawler or drew jones i'm not willing to give up both drew jones and jordan lawler um you know something like that now if they wanted you know arm from arm I, I don't necessarily know what you do, but I and the Dimebacks have some solid uh, prospects um, for for arms. You give them like a a prospect arm, and then like, um, and then um, maybe maybe something else somewhere, you know, whatever something that doesn't give them a whole lot of depth as as you would, you know, um, the first scenario, and then and then again. Drew Jones or Lawler, not both. Um, something like that. I, I think either of those scenarios, I think I would be willing to do. Um, I'm more willing, again, you know, if they would have done it um, end of May, uh, beginning of June, instead of waiting for that. Because, you know, though it would be more likely a rental, but you would have them for, you know, upwards of five plus months instead of, you know, four and a half, you know, four months. Um, you're almost closer to six months if you know if you do it in 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 May, mid May somewhere in there, and then you know be uh, a lot worth it. Right now, not as much worth it. And there's other guys, as I mentioned in yesterday's show, that I think are, are you know um, it wouldn't cost you as much as someone like Otani. And so I, I feel like a lot of people were ripping me because they're thinking, Oh, uh, this guy must be thinking Otani. It's not worth it. And, you know, I, I agree from the standpoint that we, you know, Dimebacks do have a great farm system. They do have a lot of great guys coming up. You let, you let them come up next year, um, as, uh, pretty much as planned. And, and next year without making minimal moves, you know the Diamondbacks are in the same position, but and, and more likely would. And I even said on this show um, that I don't think the Diamondbacks are going to be good in 2023. I think the 2024 season, I think they will be really good, and I still believe that. But you know, you still don't know what the future holds. So you know, someone get hurt, and you know whatever. But uh, there's risk. In the game of baseball, basketball, all every sport, there's risk. And my big question is, why not go for it? Uh, why not? Um, this is a franchise, uh, a market, not just a franchise, but a market that with the exception of the Rattlers and uh, the Phoenix Mercury, have not 
even tasted, you know, uh, a championship since the Diamondbacks themselves. The closest was the Suns in 2021. They were up to nothing and fell on their face. And well, kind of more Giannis happened, you know, a little bit less falling on their face like they did the following years um, and more of Giannis happening. But it, it's, you know, it, this this fan base, you know, I'm going to rip the, us as a fan base and I've ripped us as a fan base before. You know, we're so passive and demand so little from these teams and you know, well, there's always next year. Let's wait. You know, let's let's be cautious. Like, no. <laughs> sometimes, you know, some you know, sometimes these midseason trades don't work, but sometimes they do. And I'm I'm just tired of waiting back all the stinking time. And um, who knows what could happen? I think again. I think uh, Otani is such a generational talent. That I mean, the championship is 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 right there with someone like Otani. It doesn't guarantee it, but it it brings you a whole heck of a lot closer than the Diamondbacks are right now. And they 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 can maybe win one series in in the playoffs with the arms of uh, Zach Gallen and and uh, Merrill Kelly alone. But they can't get much further than that. You need three very, very solid arms starting in 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 the in the playoffs to to make a deep championship run. And right now they have, well, they have one because um, um, Merrill Kelly is hurt. I think he should be ready by by playoff time. But um, the, you know, we don't know, and so you only have one. So really and truly, because of how thin it is, you you need two, you need you know you need you need two more, um, and, and maybe you know maybe from that standpoint, I can talk myself out of you know any kind of big big trade. But I don't think they necessarily need a big trade. I think it would help, but I don't think they need one. I think they're they're in a position where they they can um, they can afford um, some of the other names that I, I mentioned um, yesterday. Um, and so, um, and then, and then it's, you're not going to be mortgaging the future. So I just wanted to address that. I don't know if anybody that was, that's ripped me recently is listening right now. Um, but I don't want them in mortgage future either, but I think they have some pieces, um, that, that are a value where you're, you're not, you know, you're not going to be hurting right now. The, um, um, the outfield is is pretty crowded um and so you can afford you know one maybe two of of those guys and and get a you know pretty good back and and Mike Hazen is is smart man he's good at his job and um i think uh i think it would work out uh pretty well and so i just wanted to you know talk about that a little bit and so I just kind of clarify maybe what i what i was what i was getting at um but go ahead and rip me that's fine i don't care um i'm a big boy i can handle it i you know i'm i like i said i like the interaction and you can always like uh elijah you can always do that spotify instagram facebook tiktok uh youtube 
all at Big Sky Sports Talk or shoot me an email, Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com. Um, but uh, up next, um, now I'm going to tease it a little bit more. We got some Cardinals coming up next on Big Sky Sports Talk. Recently, former general manager of the Cardinals, Steve Keim, uh, joined Colin Cowherd on um, the Herd with Colin Cowherd. And um, they talked about, of course, the Cardinals and a couple other different things and talked about Kyler Murray. And um, there's a couple of interesting comments that I want to kind of jump to, but... Uh, one of the big questions that um, Colin Cowherd asks is, can Kyler Murray turn it around? And, uh, you know, I find it interesting uh, as it pertains to Kyler Murray, what Steve Kime said. So let, let's uh, listen to their conversation and then, then I'll kind of give my thoughts. So Kyler Murray came out recently and said, I'm going to be coachable. I'm going to listen. And, um, you know, for the first time in his career, he's got real doubters. I mean, if they if they win two football games and Caleb Williams is available, I would say this now. I would take the new kid. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I think I would take Caleb Williams. Kyler, he transferred in college. He didn't want to hear that. Do you think he's made money? Uh He's a star quarterback. Do you think he can change? Are you concerned going forward for him? Well, you know, I think in terms of quarterback speak, Colin, you know, what he said, um, you know, you don't love it. Just because of the standpoint, uh, when he added the word but in generally behind a positive, the word but does not end in a positive light. So I certainly didn't want to hear that. And nor do fans want to hear a guy who's making $46.1 million a year um, blame anybody but himself. And I'm not saying cut. Uh, that he's a he's a guy that blames people. Yet at the same time, you know, everybody when you get that that bag of cash, everybody expects you to take it on your shoulders, and uh, and that's what a franchise quarterback does. And this is a big year. I would have actually had Kyler in my top five four guys under pressure because if they do have a tough year, he's coming off an injury, and and also Colin, you got to understand, um, he's coming off the injury. He's got to prove himself, and then if. What happens is what people forecast, which they have the number one pick. They're in a real predicament, just like you said. Yeah, it is interesting. Steve Kime joining us. When you um, when you go into a season, and, and we were talking earlier about Saquon Barkley and how airline pilots don't make what they used to. Actors may not. Hollywood was bigger in the 70s and 80s. They're streaming in television, which has hurt my business. Everything is changing. Do you see anything in the NFL? Um, you know, I, one of the things that I've noticed the middle of the football field over the last 10 years, because of rule changes, feels like it's the offenses. It used to be receivers had no interest going into the middle of the field when I was a kid. (laughs) Now that feels like you can exploit that. That's the offensive part of the field that everybody wants to go over the middle of it. Um, this whole running back situation, do you think it turns back eventually? Do you, what are the big, we see it in baseball with analytics, basketball. Now you got to shoot threes. When you were GM, what were the changes you were noticing that were affecting draft day, free agency, and changes? 
Yeah, you know, I think I think Colin, I think that the back situation is a big one. You know, early on in my career, the 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 backs were drafted so high, and and there was so much put on their shoulders. Now, I mean, you can have success as long as you have a really good schematical approach and you run the football um, with determination, and you obviously put it, an emphasis on it. You can have success with we've seen guys who are very solid third, fourth round picks. Um, so I don't know that that's ever going to change, especially when you also look at the lifespan of the, the running back in the NFL. You know, when you get to 28, 29 years old, you're starting to look, look at an older player. So that is a real concern. Uh, I also think that there's been much more uh, emphasis put on the third corner, which is your nickel. Yeah. Those guys are on the field 70%, 70% or, more, or more. So you have to look at that as well. There's just a lot, a lot of different things now with corners and inside players in the secondary that there's just not enough of them to basically not only um, combat the rule changes, but as well the talent that's on the off- offensive side of the football. Yeah, it does feel like kids usually start changes culturally, and I've noticed it in Southern California. There's hundreds of receivers and quarterbacks. Nobody wants to be a running back. You, you, even in the state of California, you got about three great high school running backs a year and 35 wide receivers. <laughs> you told me this one time. This was a teaching moment. You told me uh, when we met years ago, it's very easy to find a third solid receiver. It's virtually impossible to find a third great corner. It's really hard. Right. And there's guys that are going 16, 17 in the first round that are third corners. You know, so that is the real emphasis, and uh, I don't see that changing anytime soon, especially with the uh, the success of the seven-on-seven game and, and the way these kids are raised now. I mean, I just think everybody wants to be playmakers, <laughs> and you really and, – and, and I don't think the old adage hasn't changed. If you can't catch, you're going to defense. <laughs> that sounds so harsh, but it's so true. Uh, so uh, only a little bit of you know, Kyler there, but um... – you know, he did say some things that are kind of relevant right now um, that uh, we won't get into too much. We'll kind of focus on on the uh, Kyler aspect um, and, and that quote that um, Colin Cowherd was talking about was, was from um, the uh, flight plan. Uh, Kyler Murray, you know, saying, hey, you know, I, I like the accountability and I'm excited about it, uh, but we had, you know, we had this going on and, you know, da, da, da. and that that's the, you know, kind of the, the, but that, um, you know, they, they brought up there and mind you, this is the, the same Steve Kime that, that gave, you know, Kyler Murray, the, the money that he's making, uh, the same Steve Kime that was, uh, was a part of that Cardinals team that, that, uh, part of the contract, whether it was you know Michael Bidwell that put it in or or himself or whatever that that, that had that Kyler clause that was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, not ridiculous that they had it, but ridiculous that they um, <laughs> that that it got out, you know, and and or that they didn't think that it would get out, um, and. Um, uh, it is kind of ridiculous that they had it because, or that they had a need for it. Um, so Steve knows Kyler very well and knows where he that he lacks that that leadership, and um, you do want your quarterback to take um, 
the majority of of the responsibility and Kyler doesn't do that. And so, you know, the, kind of the same question in, 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 um, in Kyler Murray that you have for Deandre and Deandre and like how I'm going to rebrand myself, change the image. Kyler, he's, you know, saying, Hey, I'm going to accept, um, responsibility. I'm a Lee, you know, I'm going to do all this other stuff that, you know, maybe I, I'm not very good at it. And he's not really saying that because he thinks he is good at it. Um, but, you know, he's kind of saying all the right things. And, like, DA is 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 interested in trying to change the narrative. And the same rule applies for DeAndre and uh, applies for Kyler Murray. You want to change that narrative of not being a good leader, Kyler Murray. You have to be a good leader. You have to take responsibility. You're getting paid ridiculous amount of money, and you know for uh, some, you you have never been available for uh, the whole season. You've had an injury every season, I do believe. Um, whether some major or minor is an ankle, a hammy. Um, whatever it might be, something's keeping you out. You're going to be out more than likely um, for a good bit of this season, upcoming season. Um, the antics that we see, uh, you know, all this stuff, you know, you are doing, Kyler. And so um, I sure hope that you're you're going to accept, you know, what you're what you're saying and and um, you know, lean into being a leader. But I just I don't you know like Da. I don't really, really see it. You hope for it, um, but I, I just, I don't, I don't see it. And it would be one of the greater comeback stories, um, you know, and that we've seen in a while. If Kyler is absolutely on it and on fire, and and you know, takes the league by by storm when he comes back, I just, I don't see it happening. I still and taking the under of the four and a half or whatever it is, it's five and a half, four and a half of the Vegas has on the Cardinals. I think they're absolutely going to be uh, terrible. Um, and there's again, clearly tanking. I thought those, those comments from Steve Kime were, were rather interesting because, you know, he's the one that gave him the money. He's the one that knows uh, Kyler and, and how he is and, and, and whatnot. So I just, I thought it was interesting and, even though he said, "Hey, it's not to say that he, you know, that he he doesn't, uh, um, you know, do these things, and you know that that he's that he's not a leader or whatever he said. I can't. I don't already forgot. I think he is kind of hindering at that, to be honest. Um, but just wanted to cover cover himself up on it. So, um, but uh, you know, it short here. Um, but uh, that's all right." I just I, I thought that was interesting. I wanted to be played, and, and um, Steve has been on other podcasts. Um, kind of asked very other very similar uh, questions. Uh, that tail end, I'll go ahead and real quick the tail end of they're talking about the running back. That you know the what's the value of the running back and running backs obviously you know feel like they're valued, but the the truth is. Um, you know, when they're getting, you know, 26, 27, 28 years old, um, you're, you're, you need to be looking for another running back. Whereas other positions, you know, they're, they're starting to stretch it out a little bit more. Um, uh, maybe not quite like a Tom Brady that's playing to 40, 
Um, but, you know, it used to be around 33 for most, if not all positions, you know, you, you start wondering. Um, that's stretching a little bit uh, further for some of these other positions and shrinking more for the running back. Um, and so uh, Steve kind of given his thoughts on that. That's kind of what where that came from. Um, but uh, anyway, I uh, just wanted to, uh, you know, address that tail end. And, and I, I agree with uh, what they're saying. You know, you, you need a, the running backs are just not as valued as they um, used to be. It's not just a fantasy thing. It's it's a life thing. It's unfortunate, but it's just it's just the way it is. Um, but, uh, you know, find me on Spotify, Apple, Google, Audible, um, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music. Those are different platforms. I don't know which one you listen to. Um, but uh, you can listen to multiple. You really help me out with uh, um, with the listens and 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 whatnot. That that'd be fantastic. Um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys that those that uh, stumbled upon the podcast from some posts that I made and whatnot. Feel free to uh, add some comments and rip me some more if you want to. You can always do that. Big Sky Sports Talk at gmail.com and then all the socials, Facebook. Um, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Big Sky Sports Talk. Very easy. Like and follow all those pages. Share them. Get the word out there about the show, and I most certainly appreciate it. I will see you at the end of the weekend.